Good morning. This is David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. Good morning. It's 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, 7th of December 2018, and this is episode 48 of Bitcoin And, and it's a bloodbath. Boy, man, it's ugly out there. Uh, stay safe. Make your own decisions. Uh, let's get right into it with the morning roundup. Uh, looks like um, mining firm sues Roger Ver, Bitmain, and more for quote unquote hijacking Bitcoin Cash. Uh, it's an article by uh, Nicholas Day over at Coindesk.com. Uh, a new lawsuit alleges that proponents of Bitcoin Cash, ABC, one of the two competing iterations of the Bitcoin Cash cryptocurrency that split off during a hard fork last month, illegally manipulated the market, damaging investors as a result. Florida-based United Investment Corp. filed a federal lawsuit in the United States District Court, Southern District of Florida, claiming that Roger Ver. Bitcoin.com, Bitmain and co-founder Jihan Wu, crypto exchange Kraken and founder Jesse Powell, and Bitcoin ABC developers Amory Sachet, Shama Chancellor, and Jason Cox centralized Bitcoin Cash and manipulated the price during its contentious hard fork. The suit claims that Bitcoin.com and Bitmain and their respective founders, quote, hijacked the Bitcoin Cash blockchain, unquote especially by dedicating mining power in theory assigned to mining the Bitcoin blockchain to mining what was then referred to as the Bitcoin ABC chain. In a separate statement sent to Coindesk, United Corp said the defendants perpetuated a scheme of fraud by colluding to control the network. United Corp claims that it justifiably relied on defendants' misrepresentations by investing millions of dollars in development and deployment of infrastructure specifically for the mining of Bitcoin Cash and has suffered damages as a result. Further, the suit claims that Bitmain, Bitcoin.com, and Ver have been unjustly enriched by the conduct described above. And it goes on, but... Yeah, this is uh this is bad. Now the real question is is will this will they be able to win will United Corp be able to win this particular uh lawsuit? And if so, you know, how are damages to be, you know, how how are the damages to be dispersed? Uh, you know, it'd be I don't know, kind of kind of weird going after you know Roger Ver because all his stuff is over in Japan so I guess I guess if we have some kind of agreement with Japan uh, about how our lawsuits run and, and uh, their citizenry I guess it could but I don't know it, anyway it seems it seems weird but it seems it's a it's a credible it's a credible threat to uh, Roger and I mean and it Roger is kind of asking for it anyway because when <clears throat> and Jihan and all of them they were asking for it because they they did ex- they, and they even said that they were going to do it. 
uh, was redirect hashing power from uh, Bitmain uh, from the Bitcoin protocol to the ABC uh, coin. Um, you kind of, I mean, if if you made an agreement with somebody and they paid you money and that agreement stated that you were going to do X and then not only did you not do X, you did Y and not only did you do Y, but you told everybody that you were going to do Y publicly and it's recorded. I mean, that's credible evidence that they did in fact uh, do the thing that this lawsuit says that they they did. And, and of course we all know they did. So, uh, you know, wow, Roger, I don't know what you thought was going to happen, but, um, man, you could get roasted on this. Moving on up the stack is a Hacker Noon article. Is EOS ICO a scam? <laughs> um, top fundraiser EOS ICO faces collusion allegations. Well, of course it's a scam, y'all. Um Here's a, a little bit, a little bit on that uh, article, and it is by Sayed Shoeb, and it, that name is spelled S Y E D S H O E B. This is today uh, on HackerNoon.com. So uh, go, re- uh, you can read the the whole thing for yourself. But let's just get into just a bit of it. The highest record earning project EOS is now facing speculations of being a scam since the leak, leak, uh, leaking of a spreadsheet by Shi Fifi, and I am butchering that dude's name, uh, a Huobi employee. Everything about EOS. EOS is a decentralized project in the blockchain space that aims to radically improve what is already on the market. The decentralized operating system intends to provide an easy alternative for all the developers to design a dApp. EOS became the talk of the town soon as they as soon as they launched their ICO by announcing that they will be raising funds over a period of a whole year while most other ICOs aim to finish their sale as soon as possible. Uh, the objectives behind the strategy were to stabilize the price, to gain confidence among investors by pumping out updates, info, and news about the project at regular intervals to gain as much recognition as possible. This turned out to be a marketing masterstroke for EOS as they ended up raising $4 billion for their project. Um, EOS is a blockchain-based project and Huobi is an exchange platform. If blockchain-based project colludes with an exchange, it can lead to adverse conclusions. Well, yeah. Anyway, it the whole thing goes on, but <clears throat> the whole fact that EOS has these 21 super nodes, and this is this is that proof of stake stuff, and this is why it doesn't work. Apparently, what's going on here is that, uh, according to Trust Nodes, a spreadsheet has been leaked, uh, allegedly authored by Shi Fifi, a Huobi employee, titled Huobi Pool Huobi Pool Node Account Data. The document purportedly shows that Huobi voted for 20 block producers, and in return, 16 voted for Huobi. And I mean, it's it's kind of confusing as to exactly what's going on, but the allegations are out there. And the whole point that I'm bringing this up is that this is the kind of mess that that you're going to get into with all this proof of stake stuff, especially with just like things like they only have 21 nodes, or there's only 21 people that are you know controlling these things because it, at that point you're not even really sure if it's just 21 people or 
or you know like four and they, and they and they're just like you know making uh putting you into a situation where you have to trust that there's only 21 anyway so uh all this is going to be in my twitter uh timeline uh, my curated timeline which is always in the show notes so you can read the rest of it uh rest of it there if you want um I don't know. There's nothing about EOS that I find even remotely, remotely worth, you know, worth talking about except for this particular one, because now it looks like it's coming to light that the whole thing is a scam. And, uh, uh, up in the stack, Pierre Richard has, uh, a tweet out the Coinbase strategy, try to control BTC, fail, get salty. Two, try to flip in BTC with ETH, fail. Three, try to flip in BTC with BCH, fail. Four, try to flip in BTC with a portfolio of trashy, illiquid digital assets. Keep trying, you salty valley crypto bros. Uh, He's retweeting a Coinbase tweet that says, if you haven't heard, Coinbase is exploring the addition of 30 plus new digital assets. It's our goal to offer support for all assets that meet our standards and are compliant with local law. Uh, okay, so they're just going to add a whole new basket of shit coins to their uh, already burgeoning stack. And I can't remember the name of one of the early, like some kind of early exchange. It wasn't There was an exit scam on it. And they, apparently they specialized in every, every garbage coin you could imagine. And people bought into it and they got exit scammed. So stay safe, guys. Um, and Beastlorian at Beastly Orion, B E A S T L Y O R I O N, says another comrade capitulates. Am I alone in this space now? And he's retweeting, uh, as far as I know, uh, uh, pretty pretty much an OG, uh, Denez, D-E-N-N-A-H-Z. And I, I had, uh, have him, I've had him in my Bitcoin list for a long time. And he says, this is too much. Crypto is done. I doubt this will recover anymore. Game over. There's a rage quit of the highest magnitude. I mean, this is, this isn't a Mike Hearn rage quit, but if you've been following crypto Twitter for any length of time, um, you've seen, you've probably seen somebody, uh, talking to or retweeting Den, Den as, um, he's been in the space for a long, long time. I think since, uh, 20, I think, uh, 2013 something like that anyway so people are giving them giving them crap and whatever i mean you know try to be nice to each other out there it's it's a it's going to be a really cold cold crypto winter um let's see next up in the stack is me uh i'm tweeting the flippening has finally come and i po- uh, tweeted out a picture of uh, coin market cap top the top eight and Bitcoin SV had a pump yesterday of 23% to put it over Bitcoin Cash. <laughs> so it's BSV flipped Bcash for a little bit, $109 versus Bcash is $106. And now that has reversed, um, or at least it, the last that I looked, it reversed. Um, 
so the flip the the unflipping occurred so they're going to be fighting it i think they are a buck away from each other at this point so they're going to be uh you know bouncing back and forth for a while um both of them are crap don't don't get them uh try please well i mean i guess if you want to it's not investment advice but i mean if you buy sv you're buying into a a scammer of the highest highest magnitude uh, in craig wright and if you're buying b cash you're you're buying your either sides of this fork you're buying into some kind of weird war it's no longer a hash war but they're going to be warring and and beating each other up for quite a while now so uh, i mean i wouldn't in either event let's move uh let's move on over to uh marty's bent All right, it's time to get bent with Marty's Bent. Thursday, December the 6th, 2018, issue number 374, TikTok. And uh, he's got a arbed out. I finally figured out how to pronounce this gentleman's uh, Twitter handle. I I do believe it's arbed out, at A-R-B-E-D-O-U-T, as in uh, arbitraged out. I'm I'm, I'm guessing that's the the way. I used to call it arbed out, but, you know, whatever anyway he's got a he's got a uh, tweet storm up uh that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna read it we're just gonna read marty's bent on it but um arb out or arbed out is one of the one of my favorite people on twitter it's a very sunny thursday morning in brooklyn and it seems like a perfect day to check in on one of the ongoing macro themes that we've been following relatively closely here at the bent for the last year the potential usurpation of the petrodollar a man who has been much more through in his thorough in his tracking and documenting of this subject is our boy Arbdout, who made us all aware of the European Commission's recent comments, which seem to be signaling their intention to attempt to begin pricing their energy trade in euros. The angles from which the petrodollar's dominance is being attacked only continue to increase as the rest of the world seems to be becoming more and more unsettled by the friction that is buying oil in today's age, <clears throat> in today's day and age. As we can see from Arbdout's tweets from early August, the petrodollar system is completely propped up by the fact that, the <clears throat> that it is the only way countries can buy oil on the international markets. Once the dominance is eroded and other options of payment are made available to the world, we enter a weird territory which we haven't ventured into in quite some time on this planet. I have no idea what the exact repercussions of an overthrowing of petrodollar dominance will look like, but I guess with pretty high confidence that it's not going to be followed by a prolonged period of low volatility. The question on a lot of people's minds is... How will Bitcoin react to this type of event? Again, I don't know for sure. A lot of the a lot of the posturing coming from countries that seem to be perturbed by the petrodollar's prolonged dominance is coming from the need for an apolitical currency that would even the playing field of international commerce. In fact, just today, Russian bad boy Vladimir Putin announced his intention to create a dollarless payment system for Eurasian countries. And there's a um, a headline: Putin calls for a common dollarless payment system as key for economic sovereignty. So it seems as if the countries dead set on economic sovereignty are probably going to attempt to create some dystopian centralized payment system as a replacement for the incumbent system. Though 
it will be interesting to see how the market reacts if there is a clear bifurcation of the dollar's dominance over international oil trade, leading to the countries attempting to usurp the petrodollar, attempting to replace it with a state-run dystopian payment system while Bitcoin continues to mature. Will the market look at the shit show that will be international currency markets and seek safety in apolitical commodity monies like gold, Bitcoin? Will Bitcoin be ready for the spotlight if the market does decide to flee to safety? Will gold's historical dominance give it a clear advantage over Bitcoin in this scenario? Or is the world primed to continue moving further into the information age, adopting a sovereign digital gold and freeing humanity from the unethical fiat system that favors those closest to the spigot of money production? We shall see. By the way, I really like this take from our good friend Pierre, and he's got a quote from Pierre Rochard. By contrarian view, BTC is not a risk on reach for yield asset, nor is it a risk off safe haven asset. Those are just two of many narratives. Bitcoin sits outside of that dichotomy as a, as a growth currency with an exchange rate driven by endogenous properties and adoption drivers. Final thought, shout, shout out to Fila Kuti. All right, so that's Marty's bit, and uh, we will move on into uh, the Daily Train Wrecked. Today's Daily Train Wrecked is brought to you by at Rob underscore GCC. Congratulations, brother. In a very, very short time of your Twitter life, you've already made the Daily Train Wrecked. So he's tweeted out a picture of himself with uh, the fraud, Craig Wright, and he says, with at Prof. Faustus at Cambridge University, a handful of our brightest PhDs had the chance to talk with Craig. And we would be honored to invite him back in a few months for a series of debates and discussions. That's right, people. This guy joined Twitter <clears throat> last month. He has approximately 10 tweets. And they're all about... Uh, Almost all of them are about BSV and oh my God. And there's, there's actually, and he's actually got another tweet today. I donated the signed Bitcoin white paper to the Cambridge GC library. Now it sits next to documents of the eighth century and remains there as long as the college exists. BSV or hashtag BSV hashtag set in stone, man. I don't know. Just, just smells fishy as all get out. Um, anyway, so that's uh, Rob is your uh, daily train wrecked. <laughs> and we'll move on to Terrible Joke Order. Today's Terrible Joke Corner is brought to you by Stakem's. Twitter account. Actually, it's not. I just wanted to mention Stakem, <clears throat> mention Stakem because their Twitter account is pretty hilarious, man. Uh, you should go go read it every once in a while. It's 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 very well very well curated. All right, so what do you call a dog with no legs? Call him whatever you want. He's not coming. Yep, that's a bad joke. 
there's really not a whole lot of substance there, but eh, it's a bad joke, so it's going to be a terrible joke corner. All right, that's it for me. I'm going to get this... Uh, Get this uh, edited and uploaded, and, uh, well, you know, shoot. We'll just see you on the other side. This has been Bitcoin And, and I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.